straight in. Full send. Full send? Uh oh. My body full send. <laughs> Greetings. Hello. Once again, welcome back to Erico Blueberry. It is an unassuming Destiny podcast. My name is Chili Bin. We're alive. I'm Mackie. Yes, we are alive. Uh, couple We're of back. A couple of weeks off for reasons that we will get into. Uh, we've got, look, we've got a couple of weeks of story stuff to catch up on. We've got a whole new raid to talk about. Um, Mickey, why don't you tell the people at home why we've been away? Well, my house, is, my house is haunted. Your house is haunted. That's what you're going with? My house is haunted, yeah. My house has consumed two sets of keys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the monster house, that movie? Yeah. So old instead of eating old men, it eats keys. This is like what two weeks ago, you you had gone into work, right, and then come home. No, and been, no. So in order for me to get inside my house, I need to have my keys. Yes, because of my security, and also I come in through the garage like a proper gentleman. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Just neurodivergent. I don't like the front door. Don't know what it is. Garage door, press a button, it goes up, comes back down. Yeah. So in order that. for me to be inside of my house with the garage door shut, my keys must be in here with me somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, the bad part of that is, is I got a spare set of keys. So everything was okay until I also lost those keys <laughs> <laughs> in my house. <laughs> There are two sets of keys in here with me. I do not know where. How are you, like, going places? I have a third set of keys yet to be consumed by the house. Please, like, wear them on a necklace at all times. They are tied to my handbag by a bungee cord. You're like carrying the nuclear football, but inside is just <laughs> four sets of house keys. And dog poop bags. Well, yeah, naturally. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it was, yeah, what, two weeks ago. Sergei's puppy collar is also attached to It was like two, we- two weeks ago when the first one happened and we had to miss it because you needed to spend that evening when we would normally record looking for your keys and that was a particularly busy week for me, so I had no other time in which we could record that week. Because my travel card is also attached to that set of keys. Mm-hmm. So I had to find them, but I did not. So I had to jump like transport for a day. Yeah. Um, That's where you want to be. Fuck the police. Yeah. <laughs> a cab. A <laughs> cab, I'm riding this train. <laughs> Atiab, a ticket inspector, is a bust. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so my house has consumed two sets of keys. Uh, waiting for it to start to consume other things and then eventually mm. me. Have you accidentally created a black hole somehow? A void. Yeah. I've summoned another dimension. Incredible. Just full of socks and keys yeah. and shoes. I've lost a pair of shoes too. 
Oh my god! I can't find a pair. I don't know. But I can't find one of my favorite pairs of sneakers either. (laughs) I mean, like last last week we missed it because I was watching a football game and then it went later than I kind of thought it would, and then it was like ten o'clock and I was like very exhausted. Do not want to talk about this. It was a stressful game to watch. and then I think I I again had plans the next two nights, so that was that was our our window at recording out the window. As I well. was last week. I was also by the time you got home, I was ready for bed because at that point I'd been playing five hours of Iron Banner and I with blueberries, and I was ready to kill. Incredible! I said some not very nice words. Ah uh, yes. Turned yeah. my computer off. <laughs> The old solo toxic experience. I was doing that a bit with uh, Gambit, and our segue is complete. Uh, I've played a bunch of Gambit uh, in the last week or so. I haven't I haven't done my my usual thing of speed running the Dredgen Gilding. Still got a few, just a few things to do. Um, but I was just like, yeah, I gotta start this process. This is the one, the one like bit of toxic grind mindset that I that I allow myself and I embrace it. Cause I need to see what the little icon looks like when I've gilded it for 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> I need to see how they arrange those little dots and diamonds. One of my favorite things about playing Destiny is just the words in Destiny. So when I was playing IB, I was in a call with someone who plays Destiny, but not a lot of it. And he's just sitting there and it'd be silence and he would just hear me say something that just outside of the context of Destiny just makes me sound, I guess, schizophrenic. Yeah. Like me just randomly yelling, oh, fucking roar of the bear or like bad juju, fuck, or like sweet business. And he's just like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, the, the best one is like if if my partner or someone hears me, like overhears raid call-outs, they'll be like, what do you mean greed the orb? What does that even <laughs> mean? But you and I know. Anyone who's done, I think, that Spire of Stars where you have to greed the orb. Um, Stack the dishwasher and I'll greed the orbs later. <laughs> get, what do you, what, all I heard was get on the plate. Hey, why did you get off the plate? That's <laughs> half of the game, legitimately, is getting on and off of plates. Um but it's a game about shooting and space magic. Just me, a couple of beers deep, being like, golden gun me pussy. <laughs> Just being like, what is happening? Was that, were you using me there as a British person would in place of the word my? Potentially. <laughs> I have been surrounded by a lot of Brits. I <laughs> and you almost had the accent on it too. <laughs> <laughs> Pussy. Fuck. Uh, um, yes, Gambit is mostly what I've done, but I've also done the, the weekly story. Um, not much more than that, if I'm being honest. Just keep keeping it keeping it ticking. Um, <laughs> I'm almost done all the uh, triumphs. Yeah, I saw that. I'm surprised <laughs> with the fact that you've been able to complete some of them because it seems like you would just need to brute force play a lot of it. <laughs> I'm very good at collecting duck cards. Yeah. 
that's the thing <laughs> that they just randomly pop up when you do stuff, right? But you can like farm them to a degree. By doing what? Uh, the, from my understanding, the more of the seasonal shit that you do, the higher chance of cards mm, dropping. Okay. But then there's also the attunement cards, which as soon as I got a new attunement, I went and found all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was the thing like. Arc. Arc was my first week. Void this week. It was that classic thing like in, in the first week of the season where like you, you're doing the activities for kind of the first or second time and you're seeing all those cards in there and all the secrets and all the things they're like, you I, I know that I can't pick this up yet because it says you need this attunement. And then when you get the first one of those, you're like, oh, I get it now. And then you're like, but this is annoying. I have to wait until I get all three. I can't just do this all now. It's like, it's like one of the things that annoys me about like puzzle games. If then if they're not like designed well, where once you know the solution, the path to you doing the solution in the game needs to be really short or it becomes really frustrating. And that's what it starts to feel like a bit with these seasonal activities is like, Oh, I, I know exactly the steps and I know all these things are going to line up in this way. And now I just have to wait four weeks until I'm actually able to do everything that that is kind of that's the only i guess downside of some of these seasonal bits that we've been doing for a while now but um they've jammed a ton of stuff into this one so it's actually like it's interesting along the way like you are kind of building this deck of cards and then when you run through the activity it randomly draws one from each player and that's kind of neat yeah um as it stands uh i have since we've i last sent you a screenshot i have one two three four five almost six of the triumphs done of ten of ten so i need to do the bladed path with obviously i can't do because That's just weekly story yep yep i need to reset my rank with the ritual table which i'm very close to doing yeah like that that's I need, that's that i think you'll get just by doing the weekly story and a little bit of extra stuff yeah um i've got two more cards left i think in the minor arcana the secret triumph and i've just got to get the third boss on spire mm. which is apparently starting to drop so but well, it's we'll a be. rare drop yeah so it's Wrathborn Horde or something. Yeah. Um, so I'm very close. It's mostly just the time-locked activities that yeah. are holding me back. And then yeah. that Secret Triumph, which I'm assuming is potentially just an end-of-season thing, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it'll be that or it'll be maybe it's an exotic mission. Are we due for one of those? I'm not quite sure. I can't remember. What was the last one? We had Vexcalibur. Um, but that was... Which was that light? Was that based with Lightfall? Or was that the last yeah. season? Yeah. Okay. Excalibur was trickled out over. So maybe it's Lightfall. an exotic, like complete the exotic mission one time. Because I think they've yeah, done that before. They they might or they might be doing what they did with Excalibur. How you it was spread out mm. across missions. Like you got like the bits and stuff. Yeah, but I'm I'm just meaning more like for one triumph that is still secret on the seasonal seal. I don't know what they have planned, um, but I want it so mm. I can have the gut looker, the looker of oh, guts. Yes, the, the title, the stomach peeker. 
She who looks at guts. The one who she be up in the guts. Oh, that's better actually. She be up. The, in the one guts. who's up in the guts. Yes, they could. There's too many words to put in that little section where your title shows up. So they just went with haruspex. Haruspex or whatever it is. Yeah, haruspex. How are you specs? <laughs> They're good. They're on my face. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what? What's been happening in this story? I am um, like I. I've been. Is. I've been doing it. I've been tithing. I'm not fully sure where we're going, but Eris is up to no good. It feels like, but. It's is hard like to right say. on the edge of falling into a hole. It's hard to say because they're being mysterious about that, yeah. doing the usual Destiny stuff, which is, is she up to some bullshit or is she being genuine? They're basically giving us like four different characters' perspectives on what Eris Morn is doing, whether I... that's um, uh, Zivu or... Imaru or Ikora. Or um, Eris. And then yeah. this week, someone else's perspective got added. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing, though. I have to keep reminding myself that we are also dealing with Savathun. Yes. So it's like... It's so easy to... Um, you just reminded me of something. Uh, Destiny dropped a playlist recently that I think is really funny. Um, they have a lo-fi beats to tithe to playlist, that's, and like, I thought that was really funny. Like on their official account? Yeah. That's so good. Um, three years ago, they had one called lo-fi beats to super two. That's not as good. I think this is it's better. That's good. But um, <laughs> Destiny 2 season of the Splicer, synthwave, beat, synthwave beats to vibe to. Mm, okay. Like they've been doing a lot of stuff like that. Uh, but you saying Tide just reminded me, go listen to that playlist. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, so I keep having to remind myself that we are also dealing with Savathun. Yes. So how much of this is potentially part of her deception? Well, because also Imaru, the language that he's using, he's basically telling us directly what Savathun did, playing all these audio recordings. And I'm just like, dude, if you're Savathun's ghost... Would you be deceiving us? Would you be misleading us with that information? Probably. Or is he part of her game too? Yeah. I think that would be really detrimental to him as a character and his character development if he found out he was just a pawn. Because of how highly he thinks of himself in Savathun, yeah. I think it'd be really crushing to his character just yeah. to be like, uh, jokes on you, I also played you this whole time. Yeah, I'm wondering too if like his goal primarily is getting Savathun resurrected and we're the ones like who've got a body facilitating in a box. Well, we've we've got a body in a box somewhere. And if this is just him kind of towing that line to like give us some stuff so that we trust him, but then lead us on enough that we feel like, well, we just have to resurrect Savathun because we're not getting the answers from you. Like is that is that where this goes? Yeah. I just I really like Imaru. I've I've grown to like him more. I I like I I like the initial version of where it's like he's just like calling you neon nerds and like coming in on patrol voice Glitterbots. Glitterbots. Um but this has been like okay, he's being a little bit of a shithead, 
being a little bit mischievous, giving us information. We were about to crush him, and there was like the switch in his character. I still, I still just don't know. I like him because he is such an interesting, I guess, villain mm. in a way. Just the way that Savathun was a much more nuanced villain, and I really enjoyed her. Yeah. I think they're doing really great work with Imaru as well. Yeah, and it's also... He feels like, nice and fleshed out, like unlike some other seasonal characters that we've gotten. But it's also interesting to like put the character of Imaru next to our ghost and how our ghost yeah. is like such a goody two-shoes straight down the middle... I need so to stop gentle. punching this microphone. Um, but yeah, just like a fucking normie, like, good boy. Uh, and then Imaru's just over there, like, also a ghost, also has the light, but is a shithead about it. I love, like, we, we know ghosts have personalities. Yes. Like, we know they're their own little beings. Oh, but yeah, it like, is... what, like, Crow's one in all the lore books, like, officially is called Pulled Pork. Um, yeah. Not glint. Get out of here with that shit. Um, but like, pork. but like in the law books where that that ghost is kind of mentioned and has lines, it has a bit of that like extra something to it. Pulled pork has like nervous energy. Yes, he's like nervous and jittery. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's always been interesting to me. Of like the ghost that we as players here talk the most is our own. And it's just like, oh, we've got to go and do the mission and blah, 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 and just go do the thing, be the good guy. And then Amaru's over here just like, what's up, nerds? I'm probably going to get roasted for this shitty hot take, but our ghost has Miss You Forgot to Give Us Homework energy. You know that kid at the end of the class is like, Miss, you forgot to give us homework. It's a little bit that. I don't know that it's exclusively that, but there's a oh, bit of that like, about it. But it's it. like that that vibe. Mm. Yeah, I'm going I'm to try and come up with the right analogy here at some point. Um, a, a friend yeah. of mine said to them that um, Imaru kind of gives Gonzo energy in, like, the Gonzo media kind of way, uh, not Gonzo the Muppet. I thought you meant the Muppet. He's I'm got like, like, how are we getting there? <laughs> kind of like this dry, ruthless Hunter S. Thompson kind of, yeah. I'm just fucking here to shit, like, I'm just here. Like, I'm here to have a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm here to be a bit of a dickhead, and I know it. Yeah. And if I die at the end, fuck it. Like, I'm I'm having a great time. And I was like, you know what? That's, yeah, his character is kind of that, like, mm. I'm having a great time, and you know what? Fuck it. No matter how it ends, yeah. fuck it. Like, but, then, but then on the flip side, he's playing us these recordings from Sabathon, which basically make it seem like everything we're currently doing with Eris, she had predicted and had kind of helped set up in a sense of like, oh, Imaru, give them the worm, let this happen, do this, do that, make it, make them think it's their idea, like all of this shit. And the whole time yeah, I'm like, man, I mean, we are suckers. Meanwhile, she's got all these fucking, <laughs> fucking hate war crimes. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the basement <laughs> the, of the Geneva yeah. Convention, yeah. <laughs> the fucking war crimes underneath her world. The, gen- the, the Geneva Uble, Suggestions. Yeah. Geneva recommendation. Yeah. Um, which is just really funny to me. Just, yeah, trust her. But also she's been running these terrible experiments on things. She's got an actual dungeon. It's no good. 
It's no good. It's very at all. dark when you think about it. Yeah. You're just like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Just gonna. It's like a, a necromancer having like someone that they keep resurrecting in the basement just to be a punching bag. That's the nast. Like that's the the bit that fucks with me. Is she was using the light mm. to do all this fucky shit to hive and scorn. Yeah. Just to like experiment, which yeah. is exactly how Imara explained. These are yeah. my mute. These are her mutations and experiments. Yeah. yeah. And then you see them in the spire as well in the the bosses, the once failed experiment and yeah. stuff like that's the fucked part. It's like she's using the light to do like really dark shit. And it's a bit like, huh? Mm. Ooh. A little, little bit perverse. That whole, you know, metaphor that the light isn't exactly good and the dark isn't exactly evil. Yeah. Like, there's that flexibility. Mm-hmm. Does that click to me the other day when he was talking about the mutations? And I was like, oh. Yeah. The, the light oh, is just shit. like She's creation been using and the, life and energy. The, yeah. The light to do Frankenstein experiments. Yucky. Yucky. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, we are running through, Ivan. running through, killing things, tithing to Eris Morn. Uh, I haven't actually paid close attention to her character model to notice if like she's becoming more and more on her bullshit. I think so. She certainly I think sounds that way. Back is getting a lot bigger. Mm. Eris but Morn the with thing, the long back. She got that back. Um. The thing that fucks with me a little bit with her, that when I, I start to think about it too much, I start to doom spiral, is there are times where she appears to us in her human form mm. to be more welcoming, and that feels kind of manipulative. Because yeah. if, if you... Have you played this week? Yes. If you think of the times that she presents back in her human form to us, it's to admit that she's up to some dark bullshit. Yeah. And that's when she chooses to be her human form is when she's delivering us really upsetting news about what she's up to. Well, the, To me, that's wild. The thing that caught me about that interaction this week is like, historically, you know, this is not the first time Eris Morn has been up to some shit. But historically, she's when she's constantly up to some spooky yeah, bullshit. But like historically, when she's doing that, she's like so like strong-minded that it's the right thing to do, and it's like almost has this rage about her of like, no, just let me do my shit. It needs to be done. No one else is doing it. Get away from me. But this feels like a shift in that core where she's like, yeah, I know this is a risk. I know I will probably die at the end of it but it's the sacrifice that I'm willing to make. It's like almost this more acceptance of the whole thing rather than just like, uh, anger is not the right word, but like that kind of defiance that she used to bring to this kind of stuff. It's, um, it's good writing. I tell you what, like yeah. if, if it's, if that's her way of like, realizing that the end is coming and doing the last thing she knows she can, like that sure is an Eris Morn way to go about it. Exactly. Another piece of law that came up this week that I thought was really interesting um, is they repeatedly talk about how Eris called to the worms mm. and Asa answered. Yes. 
So she's connected to Arsa, um, which has really upset Sloane because apparently it is greatly hurting Arsa. Whatever's happening, it is mm. probably going to kill her. Um, and Eris is kind of like, yeah, I mean, I kind of feed off her agony a little bit. Just so casually in that conversation, her just being like, yeah, I know it's probably not right, but like, (laughs) "Mm, you're suffering, give. Like, (laughs) when she said that, I was like, get away from my whale lady. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. Um, But then that's making me ask questions about Asa. If she called to the worms and the Leviathan answered, quote unquote, Leviathan. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? So what are you doing? Well, like in the, in the lore of the hive, isn't it that like the worms and the Leviathans were like both deep in the waters on fundament and like they went down in search of the Leviathans, but found these worms and kind of brought them back and fed them. And that's how we end up with like, Zebo Arath and Oryx mm. and that. Um, so I don't know that they are one and the same, but they're certainly like from a similar place. Yeah. So there's something. And we know there. that the witness wiped out all of Ars's species. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I just thought that was a really interesting little they mentioned it a couple of times, but they were very casual about it. Yeah. I I She's just like, yeah, so called on the worms. Arsa answered. Mm. Now we're bonded. Um, us is in agony, but I'm having a great time. I'm like, yeah. cool, thank you, Eris. I also didn't. So She's like, like, I know it's wrong, by the way. I completely know that this is wrong, but you know what? Gonna get it. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's that scene where like Asa speaks through Sloane right after Sloane is like, don't do this. And then Asa's just like, no, I'm fucking jacking in, homie. Here's a, here's a hot message. Um, what is said, I didn't know how to make sense of that. It was like, a string of two word phrases that made no sense to me. Um, uh, did you pick up anything from that? I thought I screenshotted it and sent it, but I never did. No, I had, um, I had the same thought after. And I was like, well, I don't know how to go back and get this now. Let's see if someone surely read it was like, Hey, what does this mean? Mm. Um, Hmm. I can't remember, but yeah, it was. It was like I was hearing was, half of a story. It was like not not like every second word was coming through, but it was like it was just fragments of things. I was like, I don't know what which, you're getting at. Which makes sense because she's obviously going like to me. It sounded like she was winded. Hmm. She was struggling to get yeah. the words out through Sloane. And then afterwards when Eris was like, yeah, so by the way, this really hurts Arsa. I was like, ah, so it's more like mm. she's exacerbated and like trying to force these words right. out through maybe pain or like exhaustion. Okay. Because the whole time you're at the window, her eye is shut too. Yes. Um, And even when she boots into Sloane, her eye doesn't open like it normally does. Yeah. Stays shut. Yeah, because it would Which is one o- thing I noticed. Open- when we were doing that last season, the eye was open and like the bits around and the, the pupil would, would dilate like and flutter. Yeah. And that was like when that connection was happening and just having a conversation. But this was like, yeah, fully, fully asleep in, in her honk shoe era, but still yeah. like sending a message off. EP hours who up. 
<laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Still some questions for me around like what this week kind of even meant. Maybe next week it'll fill in some some bits because like this this week's story elements felt pretty short. It was like get a new attunement, go kill some shit on the throne world, that scene. And that was basically yeah. it. Yeah, so they're not forcing us to run the seasonal event every yeah. week this season, which is interesting. They're yeah. mixing it up, so that's nice. Like, it's not, oh, I have to go do more. Yeah. Some, like, some yeah. olders of summer. I keep going to call it the summoning. Um, <laughs> olders of summoning. And then um, Spire. Yeah. So that's nice. That's mixing that up a bit. So you, yeah. you're not being forced to do this activity and it starts to feel like tedium in a way yeah because like the activities are usually pretty enjoyable but when when like one when you're kind of feeling forced to do it every week but then two when you need to do a ton of it to like get the seal or like get um get things unlocked in the game uh whether that's cosmetics or like different parts of the season that's where it starts to drag i feel like um, and the, the season, it feels like they've got that balance a bit better and maybe that's offset by them having this whole like card mechanic happening at the same time, which is kind of another motivator to get in there, run it more, get more of the cards. Maybe that's just a, maybe that's just my collectionist brain kind of kicking in and also someone who likes deck building games. Um, they're definitely yeah. listening, which is nice. Yeah. Mm. Actually, I actually haven't done any of the deck building. I've just been collecting the cards. Oh, yeah, me too. I, th- I think, I, like, because the idea is, like, you need to have at least five uh, active so mm. that when you go in, that's what it's pulling from. But I haven't, like, gone and turned any off. So it's just pulling from Whatever's all of Whatever's there. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess the, um, the idea would be if you have it, exp- like, all the way down, you've only got five in there, but you've picked the five that work best with your build and it really like it's like more mods for your build. It just like kind of reinforces all those loops because some of them are pretty goofy. One of them just lets you drop heavy ammo all the fucking time. Um, and I think it might be on. It's either on melee kills or it's on something I'm doing a lot because when I'm running through those activities, there is just heavy ammo bricks everywhere, and it's kind of silly. And I'm never turning that one off. Just mine forever now. Please never go away. Yeah, but it will, um, and that's and that's fine. But I, yes, yeah, I took a break from card hunting and seasonal malarkey. Yeah, um, to just play a fuckload of Iron Banner. Yeah, I did. I didn't even really clock that Iron Banner was out. I don't know. I was aggressively remembered when I went to the tower and I was like, ah, oh, that's right. I've made a tradition of gilding this fuck. So I'm yeah. like you with Dredgen yeah. where I'm like, fuck, I, I have to, to do this. Point. <laughs> it's at, tradition I'm at this the, point. I'm in that loop now. I gotta play Surprising a bunch of Surprising people with titles because I'm not known for getting them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I was just glad this, so like with the requirements for gilding Dredgen, there's usually like get a hundred kills with this type of weapon and that changes every season. This season was hand cannons, so I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna dust off my sunshot." That was real. Hey. That, that was real easy to get that one done. I tell sunshot. you what, sunshot. I'm oh, that's news too. You reminded me. Mm. 
So I'm a sunshot girly now. Yeah, same. Me who never used hand cannons unless it was Thorn. Suddenly like, I love sunshot. Yeah. I love a second slot hand cannon exotic. Yes, especially when it makes everyone blow up. By name of sunshot. Because I've developed Mm. another cursed solar build. My solar builds just get more and more cursed. You're telling me the king of orbs. <laughs> yeah. So I've just been shitting out orbs and burning through shit with my new build. Yeah, it's um, it's very good. I also, like, I haven't run this one in a while, but the Titan Leg Exotics uh, Path of Burning Steps, where it's like you get a solar weapon kill and you get a stacking damage bonus to solar, solar weapons, that plus Sunshot, really fun. You just get yeah. a couple of explosions going, then it's like, cool, I'm just like one-shotting everything at this point. My big thing is with Sunshot is Sunbraces, mm-hmm. but then adding Heat Rises so that every kill I get in the air feeds my melee, which feeds my grenade, which feeds my super while I'm killing things in the air, which gets my melee back, which feeds my grenade, and I just end up in a loop of fire. <laughs> You do have to be in the air and relatively stationary, I, I believe, right? Um, it, Actually, with Sunshot and different aspects, you can drift. But you are still just, like, kind of hovering at a flat height. Yeah. Yeah. But in PvE, that's fine. As long yeah. as you're still moving, in P- PvP, get fucked, you're a duck. Like, it's... <laughs> yeah. it's it's just, it's clay pigeon shooting for people in PV, PvP yeah. if you're just hovering like a dickhead. But in PvE, it's been really fun. And I took it into the raid with me and used it in parts of the raid. I saw that. And I was chewing through ads, yeah. just like, oopsies. All right, let's talk about this raid. Um, yeah. So, like, real quickly on that point, though, you were, like, hovering in the air. And at one point, I had to hand something off to you. And I was like, where the fuck are you? And then you just like, I'm, you just drift I'm down. I'm above you. You drift down and just like take that shit off me. Um, yeah, I would just slow, gently float down like Mary Poppins, take the chalice and float dude, away. I started looking up when I was like, oh, I've got to hand this off to Mekki. Where is she? I should probably look in the sky. Another raid t- team member made a, a joke during the final encounter that he wasn't used to seeing me in the air so much. Yeah. Usually on the ground, cowering. Um, Cro- and I'm Crota's exactly. Crota's I'm end much is more back. aggressive now too. We are here to end Crota all over again. Um, I st- I still struggle with the head cannon of these reprised raids of like, <laughs> how the fuck are we doing this again? Who up ending their Crota right now? <laughs> <laughs> but like, do we do we get in a time chamber? Is this a simulation? How are we how are we doing this raid again in, in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three? Oh, you know. Uh, just back. Um, game four visit. So I never did any raid in D1. This was my literal first time seeing anything inside Crota's End. That's a sentence <laughs> I want to put back in my face. Um, I'm going to take a drink for that one. <laughs> I didn't one. realize you were Crota's gastro doctor, but here we are. Yeah. Yep. Yep, just got in there with two hands. and um, So real real quick impressions of the raid. Like, okay. Crozzi. Um, 
What have I done? Okay. Quotas end. Um, at a high level, what I would say compared to other raids I've done, especially D2 ones, it felt pretty short. Uh, and the room in which you do most of the like big fights, pretty small. Which Just meant a big circle with multiple layers. Yeah, but it meant that damage strategies were basically all on the table. It's not like you're doing uh, King's Fall. It's like, oh, we need a lot of fucking range weapons. We need to be standing here buffing that with this and that. It was like, no, nah, we're we're up oh, in here with close. Anyway, we'll get we'll get to that, but. Um, we are here taking fee picks. A, a lot of um, a lot of similar mechanics. A lot of like, there's a chalice. You're in lightning stuff. The like uh, columns from the light blade strike that you get weight of. Anyway, you're moving through a space. You're getting it's dark. It's green. It's gross. Um, the the bridge building stuff was kind of fun though. <laughs> Which is basically just like, get this, get this chalice. It charges up a meter. Someone takes it off you. You put that thing in a plate, and it builds a bridge. And we had to do that a couple of times. That was pretty fun. Sharing the chalice with the homies. Yeah, yeah. Um, this this raid, honestly, like one of the things I found was this build that I'm maining at the moment with the throwing hammers and the blinding grenades. This felt like a really good place for that because it requires you in certain roles it requires you to do a lot of solo burst or room clearing kind of damage um so i meant that like in that one where we're, we're building the bridge from kind of both sides you know i was able to go over do the thing i needed to do and then just kind of like keep everything dead while everyone else was like juggling swords and chalices and buffs and stuff and that felt that felt really satisfying to like um kind of notice that that's probably the like most obvious time I've noticed the growth in myself as a player as well is like I am now able to just go in here by myself and hold it and not like need need a second person or need someone to come in with like a rift or or whatever this was like no I'm going to go in there I'm going to kill these ogres or this wizard and it's fine leave me alone um go and take care of that over there um and it was also the the disorienting grenades against those gatekeepers and that one encounter where like you have to fight f what five of them at once i was just yes. bouncing around shooting disorienting grenades at them and they would just all be stumbling the whole time and you, <laughs> everyone else spawned. well like all five <laughs> all five of the rest of the team were just like fucking wailing on these falls it was very funny um yeah i had a good time it took us like yeah five hours plus for a first five time hours through. but it was our first run with someone who had only done it once previously sherpering us yeah and then on top of that we took breaks for beer and pee and food and yeah yeah i think we were like for walks for like at least half an hour to go and eat some soup and that was pretty nice soup. some pumpkin soup um but yeah, it, it feels like one that, now that I've seen it, I feel like I understand pretty much how the whole thing works and could easily get that under two hours without trying too hard. And it's not intensely role-heavy like, let's say, DSC. No. 
Whereas if we want to do a quick run of DSC, I usually go observer. Yeah, scanner. It's been so long since we've scanner. It's been so long since we've done it. Like I know to go scanner. I know the strat for scanning. You know the strat for suppressing. Yeah. You know, and we just they dip into our roles. Whereas this one definitely feels like in the parts where there are quote unquote roles, it's very easy to rotate someone in and be like, okay, so I did this last time, so you should do it this time. Well, that, that that's kind of my point with like a lot of the arenas being kind of smaller than a lot of other raids means that the distance you have to cover to cover for someone is a lot shorter, which kind of reduces that cost. Whereas in, in DSC, for example, just because you brought it up, if you need to switch roles or take someone's place, like there's a whole system you need to now reorganize of like, oh, I'm in a pair with someone else on this uh, buff. And I've, I've got to work out where I'm going, make sure they're on the other side of it make sure that the timing doesn't get fucked up by me making that swap. Because um, we've definitely like tried to recover runs of DSC or uh, encounters and had it go fucking sideways because we didn't think about it hard enough and it was just someone going, oh, I'll, I'll do it. Um, and then it's created a hole that we weren't equipped to fill. Someone's taken a buff up with them and we're like, oh, hey, where's this yeah, buff? Yeah. Please <laughs> with me. Yeah. Uh, and then that's like, you know, a 20-second solution is like i'm going to get in this tube and bring it down manually it's painful um but yeah this feels like it feels more dynamics not the right word but maybe it is like everything's constantly moving everyone's kind of doing the same thing in close proximity uh and it's easy to recover it's quite like active in that way there's definitely like the flexibility to be a little bit more ad hoc with mm. it too. So it's like someone goes down and it's like, oh, I've got the cellist. I'll go do this. You get that person up. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, but yeah, that well, that fucking that dark room with all the swinging pendulums and the holes that that is that is harsh. A harsh mistress. That one. That I guess is like the equivalent of the platforming challenge that's in pretty much every raid right because there, there wasn't really a platforming section to this one nah, there was, there was that. no jump there was no jumping puzzle at all yeah i mean but you gotta remember d1 couldn't jump yeah d1's jumping and yeah. we didn't have ledging so mm. yeah um you won't actually see a lot of jumping in the early d1 raids like true. jumping puzzles because jumping and airborne movement in D1, not going to lie, unless you're a warlock, was pretty fucking ass. Yeah, and wonder, even as a warlock, it was still pretty ass. I wonder if that's why they put the weight of darkness in that section, is to make it, for, to not have to completely redesign it to factor in jumping and all that, right? Mobility and, and jumping, yeah. Because it, it, it it's a challenge getting through that with six people and, like, juggling that chalice and the cooldowns and the weight of darkness slowing you down... Shout out to Arc Souls. I basically didn't fire a gun through that whole thing because it's just thralls. And you're just like, I oh, don't worry about it. They're all dead. I yeah. just have to look at them and it's like, zip, gone. It's like two two Arc Locks mm. and then a Solar Lock so that you yeah. had like emergency well if you needed yeah. it. The funny thing was like you get all the way through that section. It's like, cool, here's like four waves of unstoppable ogres you now have to deal with. It's like, oh. Yeah, so my my well in the end, I was like, oh, I actually get to use it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whereas my, like, the only thing I had in my tool belt to deal with Unstoppable 
is a stasis grenade launcher, which requires two direct hits in order to freeze them. And then the shatter is what stuns an unstoppable. Yeah. It's a lot of setup. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just out here with Ignite, just like, hee Yeah, it's a good time. You <laughs> Fire time. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. And I was like, oh, I need to be able to do unstoppable. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, that... God, that section... Because the hard part is, like, when you get it right, it's, like, 10 to 12 minutes. But mm-hmm. we were at the point repeatedly doing eight-minute failed attempts, and that just eats up so much time. We were getting to the same spot for a while there before we'd fumble. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, you know, you could you could try, like, a, a boss fight or, a, or, like, the mini boss fight before you get to that. And that might take you eight, ten minutes to get two-thirds of the way through it. But you're always doing stuff. This is just you're walking through a corridor. You're maybe shooting some stuff. It's slow, and you really feel that eight minutes. Yeah. Ugh. But the ra- drags. But the raids. But pretty, not in a bad the, way. The raids pretty it's sick. Just... Yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. They did a really good job on it again. I enjoyed it in Kingsfall. Yeah. Yeah. It's still quite nostalgic. And then and then we get into. I'm trying to remember the the um what we're actually doing in the, the like, the pre-boss fight. Are you? T- yeah. How do, how do we have to... So there, there was... I forget the steps in that because we spent so long trying to do Crota. Are you mm. there where... Were we doing something with the chalice? He has to identify... We used Alex oh, to the identify wizards the, the rooms. Towers. Yes. Screen, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that that was that was one where again, like me being able to just throwing hammer everything was pretty handy because like killing the wizard was blinding grenade, two hammers, dead, and that was yeah that was very good. So you have to hand the enlightening around, um, and you have four minutes thirty before the dark lethargy starts, That's which wipes right. everyone. Um, and then basically what happens is Alex was identifying the, um, you have to kill the blistered knights and then Alex, while you're handing the alignment around, Alex had to identify which rooms the gate, not gatekeepers, but it was wizards. Wizards were in. Yeah. Um, it was called expunging. Oh yes. Um, basically. And then just. Load some damage into him. Yes. Except you had that dark lethargy counter. So it was like if you didn't do enough damage, it would wipe you, which was shocking. Yeah. <laughs> the first but, time it happened, we were like, hey, wait. Yeah, but I tell you what, Divinity and a bunch of Thunder Wards, that did a pretty good job. Xeno was putting in the fucking work Zeno, for me. Xeno in a div cage will take you very far. Xeno well in a div cave. Cave. Get my cave. Get yep. my divinity cave. Um, was yeah, it was doing the miles for me. I was pumping out millions of points of damage in one in one of yeah. those runs. That's um, I believe that's what Jesus said right at the beginning of Easter. Is it's time to get in my divinity cave. The divinity cave. Ah, <laughs> 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 um, oh, Judas. Yes. Um, yeah, that that was. Once we once we like got a good rotation on that, it was pretty straightforward. I feel like go do the wizards, kill the dude. It was like what two, three, maybe two phases. I think. 
Yeah, I think it took us probably three runs total and then the final run we got it down in two phases. Yeah. And then we go and we we, we fight Crota. He come out of the big ball in this guy. We say hello. He's such a big boy and he shoots many things. And there are wizards and there are ogres and there are knights and there are exploding thralls. <laughs> there was <laughs> so much was, going on in that tiny room. <clears throat> there was a point where me and one of the other warlocks, we were handling the boomers, but her and I got the giggles at one point because we were just croting, uh, croting. We were just um, floating Crota back and forth. Like he'd look at me and start uh, to come like towards me. Aggro, yeah. And she'd like shoot him in the back of the head and he'd turn around and head back towards her. And then I'd do it and he'd come back towards me. Yeah. And we were just sitting there with like giggling between each other as Crota's running back and forth. Very good. Yeah. Um, so that like, yeah, managing the, <clears throat> the enlightened buff again, getting like, Getting it to three people who who then like killed sword bearers, got swords, and then we use those to all hit Crota at once, and that breaks the shield. Then we do damage. It's a very quick summary of a very long boss fight, um, but I, I it, it felt like such a throwback to have the damage strategy be me with tractor cannon and five idiots with swords. Yeah. Just hacking the bone. Fucking chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, Lament, Lament put in some work. I was basically Lament like... coming back in clutch was amazing. I was just there going like tractor cannon, aim at his feet, throwing hammer three times, look up, tractor cannon, and just keep doing that. Because the throwing hammer is keeping me alive because it's healing me, but I'm also standing in a well of radiance. Um, and God, it, it just... There's something about just, that is so satisfying. Three warlocks lily padding wells yeah. of radiance. Yeah, and then there's a whole like, there's a countdown. You got to shoot the oversoul before the countdown hits zero, but as close to zero as possible. And that kind of locks the damage phase out. But then at the end, that's like your final stand is to extend it. And it was like literally down to the wire of like, I had to leave to go to a gig. Uh, it was actually reminiscent of King's Fall, where like someone had yeah. to leave. We did like that one last run. Um, I, I was, I, I actually managed to like meet up with the, the friends I was meeting up with, like right at, we got to the place we were meeting up at the same time. So it all worked out perfectly. Um, but it was, it was that feeling of like, no, it kind of has to be now or I'm getting a bit tight on time. Yeah. There's something magical and I guess other fire teams probably experienced this too. There's something magical about, I call them cannonball runs. Yeah. Where you're just like, you know what, fuck it, final send. Let's just full send on this final run because it's the last one we've got. Yeah. And it's just a video game, so it's not important. And you just go and you get it. There's something magical about that. Yeah, like especially when you're five-ish hours, five, six hours deep into trying to do a raid for the first time. And you're at that point where you're like, we know exactly the steps that we need to hit to finish this. It's just executing. It's just making it all line up. So it's like, yeah, you get that one last run before someone has to leave. But then also, like, worst case, we've just got the boss fight to finish and we had a few days before reset. So we would have been able to come back and just, like, knock it off. But it's also yeah. very satisfying to get it on that send run. Sorry. He's Dog time. Up to something. Yes. It is late. Um, Yeah, so... Yeah, just a good cannonball run on that final yeah. one. And then you got to live in the 
the joy of smashing that raid and then going to a gig just like i killed Crota yeah. today yeah <laughs> that meme of the guy standing in the corner and everyone's partying they, they don't know i killed Crota. it's that but it's me standing in the middle of a circle pit at a kubla khan <laughs> they gig. don't know i ended Crota. <laughs> it was a very it was an emotional roller coaster of a day because like killed Crota, like bumped into a ton of people in the middle of a circle pit for Kubla Khan and then like cried a little bit watching Polaris. Like real up and down kind of vibes. But it was a good day. Yeah. Ate some pizza. It was a good day. Hell yeah. Um I I have ordered the raid ring. I am yet to. Do you want me to tell you how much it cost in local currency including shipping? It's like three hundred and twenty bucks, right? Uh no, it hit me for two hundred and seventy. Okay. Still. <laughs> That's a lot. Because the, the ring was like 125 US and then shipping was maybe like 30 or 40 US on top of that, I think. Looking at this, that math checks out. Um, and that's where like the shipping cost is still insane, but on an item that costs that much, it's a little easier to swallow than on... I went and checked... I, I went and checked after about those seal pins that I've stopped buying now. And that's the shipping cost for one of those, which cost $25. And I was like, no way am I paying $40 shipping on that. I went to buy a band shirt and the shipping was going to cost me more than the shirt. Yeah, it's a fucking t-shirt. And I was like, Put it mm. in an envelope. What are we doing? I was going to wait for them to come to Australia and just get a shirt, I guess. Well, yeah, there is that. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that like if if I am now just like resigning to only buying the most expensive items on the Bungie store, it makes that it makes all of it a little easier to swallow, but still not great. Yeah, it's not great. But I but I also know that like there's nothing that can be done about it. That's how that's how much shipping costs for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just I don't I, know. <laughs> It's like, it's really funny because raid rings and destiny rings are like the only nice jewelry I own. Like I own a lot of jewelry, but it's all like cheap I mean, silver. It's, it's, it's what got me to like go and buy other rings. Like there was a local company that sent me this little ring sizer tool for free. And then I bought some of their rings and I just like, uh, and this is what I use to like size. Oh, I want it on this finger. I'll get it at this size. It just has it marked on there. And like, that helped me a lot in buying the Destiny ring because it's not like I can go to a local jeweler and get that sorted out if it's not the right size. Yeah. You know, ring sizer. My fingers swell a lot, though. That's the only problem because yeah. of my lupus. So, yeah. It's like some days my Sunset Slam ring will fit and then other days it won't. Yeah. I mean, I, I find that even just like if it's a hot or a cold day, they will either yeah. come on easy or not. And then I got these weird knuckles that are like kind of wider than this part of my finger on a lot of them. So like they'll go on, but then they'll be like loose in that part of the finger. It's tough. Yeah. But anyway. Ch chip a lot of sausage hands for me. My chimpanzee hands. Yeah. These fucking chip a -lotas. <laughs> Uh But yeah, good raid. Good raid. I'm looking, Good raid. I'm, Pretty I'm, ring. I yes. hope I can afford it by the end of October. <laughs> That's for, yeah, we got a whole packs to do in between now and then. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, like it's a good raid. It's one I want to do again. 
Um, and I was saying this to, to someone the other day, like I wish I was raiding more often, but the main group of people that I raid with just is busy. We're doing other stuff, right? And the core group is maybe seven or eight people and you need six. And so like as soon yeah. as two or three people are not available, it's not happening. You, it's gotten to the point post-pandemic where it's like we have to book a raid a week or two in advance. Yeah, and I, I, I'm happy to do that, but that is even a struggle. Yeah. Because I'm also trying to do other things that... You're trying to have a life. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. for you and I, you and I especially, the hardest part is is now that gigs are back on, it's like Friday, Saturday nights for a lot of the... yeah year is booked out for us because we're at gigs yeah well it's, yeah it's between <laughs> it's between like that and maybe two or three other things that will take up most of the evenings where i could put a good chunk of time towards a raid yeah and that's fine but what i'm saying is i would like to raid more <laughs> i would like to play more raids i would like to do a cursed drunk dsc run again yeah i would like to do another drink sc again yes yeah. Deep booze crypt. Yeah. Deep. Drunk. Wait. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of a better acronym, but I can't. Maybe that's one we we should actually like schedule that well ahead of time and be like, set your expectations here. This is what we're doing. It's drunk silly crypt time. Yes. Drunk silly Christmas. Do we leave it that long? Oh. Mm. Eggnog and crypt. Who up? Who, who up slaying they tannics? <laughs> who up noggin they egg? Oh, no. <laughs> I think I need to get out of here on that note. <laughs> I need to go nog my egg, I think. Is that is that something I want to be doing? <laughs> Talk to your doctor about nogging your egg today. Um, oh, my God. Imagine that as a birth announcement. You, know you conceive around Christmas. I nogged her. Oh. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, surely someone's done that too. I mean, if people are starting wildfires off gender reveal parties, someone has said the phrase, I nogged her eggs. Till I nogged on her eggs. <laughs> She's slaying my bells till I nogged on her egg. This has been another episode of Erica Blueberry. Don't. Thank you <laughs> for tuning in. I'm I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah, thank you for your patience as houses eat keys. Apparently, sort your life out. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Look. My house has all the plans. Yes, thank like you. a Stephen King novel. It starts with the books, and then it starts to eat my guests. Trying to get out of here. Let me do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is the? It's the the fucking Tyler Tyler the Creator. He's on like what looks like a cookie jar. He's like, I need you to let me do the thing. I, f I forget the quote. Anyway, I need you to let me do my shit. Yeah, it was like talking about waffles or something. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Yes. Please, please, uh, please, <laughs> please, um, please feed the algorithm. Uh, hit all the buttons under the video. Tell a friend. Maybe if you run the Destiny A and Z account, 
uh, liking another one of our tweets or videos wouldn't go amiss. That certainly did some did some work for us. Um, shout out to whoever that is. Cheers. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next time. I'm trying to stop myself from saying next week, which is the we the are instinct. the most consistently inconsistent Destiny two podcast. Hey, but you know what? When we come back, we make up for it by talking about well, nogging eggs, um, losing keys, and a little bit of Destiny, um, which has basically been our life. Yeah, just being feral little gremlins playing mm. Destiny two. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can we can probably also start saying this. If you're going to be at PAX Australia in early October, um, we'll be around. Um, oh, you know. We'll be present at that in one way or another. Um, maybe we'll see you there. I don't know. I don't know what do a little wave. Are. Yeah, do a little wave from across the show floor. Do that exact face, <laughs> and we'll know that Erico Blueberry sent you. Um but until next time, enjoy a video game or two. Let it be okay. Bye. Bye.